cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know? They really degrade you. White folks don't believe that shit, don't believe cops degrade. Oh, come on, those beatings, those people are resisting arrest. I'm tired of this harassment of police officers. Because the police live in your neighborhood, see? And you be known them as Officer Timpson. Hello, Officer Timpson, going bowling tonight? Yes, uh, nice pinto you have. <laughs> Niggas don't know them like that. See, white folks get a ticket, they pull over. Hey, officer, yes, glad to be of help. <laughs> Nigga got to be talking about, I am reaching into my pocket for my license. Because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. Police degrade, I don't know, you know, it's awful. You wonder why a nigga don't go completely mad. You know, you do, you get your shit together, you work all week, right? And then you get dressed, you make, may say can't make $125, we get $80 if he lucky. Right, and he go out, get clean, be driving with his old lady, going out to a club, and police pull over. Get out of the car, that was a robbery, a nigga looks just like you. All right, put your hands up, take your pants down, spread your cheeks. Now, what nigga feel like having fun after that? <laughs> no, let's just go home, baby. You go home, beat your kids and shit. You gonna take that shit out on somebody. a.k.a. The Weed Whacker, uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, a.k.a. Authority Savage. Yeah, and we are back with another episode, and I guess we're starting to finally get the hang of this thing, so everybody appreciates you sticking us for what we like to call OG After Dark, you know. Uh, and yeah, we're just coming back with another episode, and Eli, I, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit better this week than we did last week. I think last week we did a little bit of uh, ranting, but this time, hold up, let me go back. Yeah, Shit. things are calming down. You know, not as stressed out as I was. Yeah, especially since you're in like the epicenter. You ain't, you're at ground zero right now. Yeah, it, things are coming down. Things are opening back up, you know. So that's a good thing. So the main thing we need want to do is talk about, uh, oh, shit. Nope, we're going to go back here. I can't see. Yeah, that's what we're looking for right there. So main thing we want to talk about here is so we're going to start because, like I said, we always like to address the elephant in the room before we actually talk about it. Because here's the thing. This episode is probably going to be our blackest episode we've ever done even blacker than our Black Panther episode. That episode Ooh. is going to look like a, a episode of Hee Haw. So we're really <laughs> going to go into it here. You have heed your last haul. <laughs> I think I don't want to get that joke. Anyway, so like I said, there's been a whole bunch. At first, the beginning of the week, there was like a bunch of protests, riots, you know, people in the street. And, and that's still is some of that's been going on. But this weekend, Eli's actually been a little bit calmer. We've actually had protests all around the world. Now, all around the world, like yeah. people in Britain, and uh australia have been protesting black lives matter saying stuff like that so they said um 
when they did all the numbers thing like that, they're saying that this this protest that happened this weekend was probably one of the like the largest unified civil rights protests in the history of the world. Because go. it's because you got everybody, you know, saying something, uh, putting input in it. So I'm thinking that's that's actually pretty cool. Uh, funny thing is, is that even though it's a protest about police police brutality, for some reason the police can't stop having police brutality in a police brutality protest. Uh, yeah. uh, you saw the 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 70 year old guy got his ass beat. Like oh, yeah. your own TV guys don't do that. Uh, I even saw a report, not even a report. He filmed it, John Cusack. John Cusack was filming somebody getting his ass with, with his own camera. The police turned around and kicked his ass. It's on his Facebook page. You can just check it out and see that right now. It's actually like, yeah. you know, this guy's famous, right? So yeah, my my brother brought his kids, you know, because he lives like right down the street from, you know, the Minneapolis Third Precinct, like where the shit happened, where the shit started. Right. And he brought his kids. This is before everything started burning when they were just shooting tear gas and rubber bullets he brought his kids down there i'm like what the hell what are you bringing your kids down right, there especially for? when you're seeing all this crazy stuff that's going on right now people get shot like, i don't know it's gonna be violent it's like when is an anti-police brutality protest not violent <laughs> right <laughs> we'll show you brutality so I was like this is this is the time you think the police would be on their best behavior but nope they're just yeah. out there just beating the shit out of people so this is shit they're doing on camera oh, so yeah. imagine what they're doing when no cameras are watching well, yeah, like that shit in Buffalo. They tried to say he that that old man tripped. Right. They got it on video. They had it on video. Like that's the thing. Cameras are everywhere now. You can't get away with this stuff. Now let's let's wrap this back in. Uh, but I won't say comics, but as far as like sci-fi fan, you know, our realm as much as we can. Nerd because shit. nerd shit. Yeah, just just yeah. call it what it is. So the thing is, what we have is that uh, with all these protests going on, your boy, boy. John Boyega. Oh, the Black Stormtrooper. Let's put us both on there. Boom. Ooh, look at that. We got we got production. Okay. So your boy John Boyega is out here protesting also. And not only was he out there protesting, he was on Twitter just going to fuck off on people. Because like I said, he's on his Twitter page based on my Black Lives Matter. And you know, I'm not going to say Star Wars fans, but a bunch of Star Wars fans came on his post saying All Lives Matters. Of course. <laughs> so he individually <laughs> cussed each one of them out. But your kids are watching your, your uh, Twitter page. And he's been like, fuck them kids. You know? <laughs> so so i was shocked I'm, I'm gonna say i was not shocked but what shocked me is that star wars and disney actually got behind him mm-hmm. you know they actually was like you know we support john boy i'm like you support him all the shit he was saying about you specifically because yeah. he's done with star wars now so he can say whatever he wants to about these movies now and he's just letting star wars and didn't have it he didn't like the way they wrote his character he don't like the way they shoehorn him he don't like the way ray was op he just just went the fuck off and anytime a star wars fan says something about him he shits on them so the fact that disney you know got behind him and said they support his you know for the black lives matter movie he's jumping in that actually says a lot too disney eli we give disney a lot of shit and i think we're the only people on the internet that actually get, ever gives disney shit yeah because we're the only one that can pay from them <laughs> now once we get a check oh shit we love disney you know disney this <laughs> come on time so the thing is the reason we give them shit because john way is a talented actor you know uh oscar isaac has oscar isaac won like academy award yet if he hasn't he should have yeah, he's been around. Yeah, yeah, he's been around. He kills every uh, everything he's in. But the thing is, they put these actors in there, and they don't do anything with them. They they sideline them. You know, they almost feel like diversity hires. Almost feel like tokenism. Pretty you know? much, yeah. 
Yeah. So not to say that, you know, John Boyega is a token or anything like that, but he, he I'm pretty sure he signed on thing. He was going to have a meaty role, especially in that first movie where they really, really put him in all the promotion. Like you, I didn't even see Ray in the promotion in the first movie. Yeah. He was the first, the, the, the very first trailer. It was him. He was right. the first thing you saw. He right. Was a black stormtrooper, and everybody flipped the fuck out. And, <laughs> oh yeah. no! The sky's yeah. falling. <laughs> but that's that's you know the, the, I bl- I blame the writers. You know they 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 the way they handled the trilogy, it wasn't planned out the way it should. But yeah, hopefully Disney sticks to their guns, and you know maybe next time another Star Wars movie comes out, they'll let the black guy on the poster in China. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> he was everywhere except China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm giving i'm giving disney some credit for that i'm giving disney some credit for actually uh going out there and supporting him even though it doesn't really like monetarily benefit them at all you know uh but it's a good thing and, and the funny thing is about it, eli's like every business has kind of like jumped on his bandwagon like i've been getting emails left and right just talking about something we support black lives matter we support black lives matter you know uh the best buy and my, my tire shop and everything like that like yeah. Oh, okay. A- Amazon's got a heading on their thing right now. You log in at Prime and they got a right. Black Lives Matter. We support Black Lives Matter and you know, all these free free movies we can watch for free. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, there's actually a free movie out right now. What's that movie? Uh Eli, what's the name of the movie? Mercy, uh, uh Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Just Mercy. The uh because like I said, we bring you the news. So if you're on Video on demand right now. If you want to see Just Mercy, which is the uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, and I think Brie Larson's in it, I think. Brie Larson, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, If you want to see that, it's free online on every single video on demand site right now. Amazon, uh, iTunes, Voodoo, Voodoo, uh, Movie Plus, uh, Google Play, whatever you want to see, it's there. Go download it, look at it. I haven't seen it. Uh, Eli, did you get a chance to see it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all I need to know. All right. I know my mom was just going crazy over saying I need to watch the movie. My mom it's a bummer. Like, yes, it's a bummer. That's all you need. <laughs> That's the thing. It's the thing. It's like, do I really want to sit through that and sit through another depressed movie? Like, I, yeah. I get it. I understand that a movie like that needs to be made because we need to understand its story. But do I really want to sit there and be depressed? Now, not, if, if you not, do, not you know, not right now. I did. I didn't need it that then right especially what's been going on lately i was like i didn't need to watch that right now <laughs> right. <laughs> like maybe when yeah. i'm in a better mood then i go back and watch look yeah. i have it look I, i've down i downloaded it it has a, a a 48 hour rental you know purchase thing so you got about a month to watch it before yeah. that you can't see it anymore so eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll get around to doing it yeah maybe i should have i chose a night to watch it when the national guard isn't patrolling the neighborhood (laughs) oh eli we gotta talk about that too okay because you're like i said you're (laughs) at ground zero right now i heard this crazy ass report that minneapolis is trying to disband the the police department oh yeah yeah they vote they're voting to uh yeah to defund it to stop putting money into it and start they've already like university of minnesota Minneapolis public schools, the parks and rec, they're all starting to cut ties with the Minneapolis police department. And um, so they're talking about moving funding away from the Minneapolis PD towards more social programs, which, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, that, does that, that scare anybody other than me? I understand we're in a crazy time right now. I don't think that, they're going to like, I, I think they're going to, they're talking about some sort of police reform. I don't think they're just going to like, 
get rid of the police department. And yeah, I'm just saying, we've we, no. we seen Mad Max. I mean, we know what the Wild Wild West is like with no cops. I can see Eli right now, just there's no cops walking into any place, open carry. You yeah. stepped on my shoes. Let's just go outside and shoot each other. Take my white glove off and slap them. Right. I chose you to do. <laughs> like, no. no, man, I'm not trying to live in the Wild Wild West anymore, man. No. They're not talking about, like, no police. They're talking about police reform and um and and moving the funds away and, and they're cutting ties and Eli be honest yeah. don't you want to just tell a guy you apologize to my horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man I, that's what I heard that news and I think it may be sensationalism going on right now maybe it's not as crazy as they're making it sound but it just make it sound like oh it's just anarchy you know just disband yeah. the government just, just like Bane in the Dark Knight Returns you know <laughs> you yeah, the no. people. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to be like the Wild West. I think they're just talking about revamping the, maybe local localized police. You know, uh, you know, okay. community policing people from the community policing the community, and not these douchebags from the suburbs who come to the hood and think it's an NWA song. Right. And, you know, <laughs> you know, like it's more not that. target practice. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause that's been going on for decades and like everywhere. So yeah, they're, they're just I'm, making I'm, steps, you know, I'm curious to see how that goes. That's just, just a wow thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I like, what are they going to do? Bring the military in? I don't want a military state either. Right. <laughs> you know? That's that'd be even worse. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think right now they're just talking about defunding it. Uh, yeah. Taking the funds away, mm-hmm. you know, cause like I read a report like million, there's been like $3 million of settlements that the state has paid out because of, you know, cases against the Minneapolis police department, you know, yeah. or their misconduct, you know? So we're basically paying them. We're paying for their fuck ups and they're being they're, the police are assholes and we got to pay for it. Not only right. do they beat us, you know, and they get paid give for it and maybe get a vacation, you know, you know you know, you know, treat us like shit and treat us all like threats and criminals, then we got to pay for their doing so too. So it's right. So yeah, it's interesting so. to see what's going to happen in the next few months. And let's think about it. We, we've had some people say protests don't work, but so far, you know, uh, all four of those officers have been arrested when they weren't the, the case last week. Uh, the charges have been up from third degree, to second degree, uh, you know, money is getting funded to more programs nowadays. And then, you know, yeah. we're talking about the reform with the police department. So, Protests are working. People say they don't work, but they seem to be working. And in you the know? in the two weeks that since this has happened, like yeah. what has happened, it, it is pretty uh it's pretty amazing. I yeah, it's, it's been some rough yeah. spots in there, but it's just amazing. Like you said, when we look back at 2020, this is gonna be another milestone moment that works, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, one more thing about it. Like I said, I've been getting so much. I do want to debunk one thing, and I, I know everybody's happy about this, but there is one thing, there's one company that is not supporting Black Lives Matter. And I want to put this rumor to bed. Uh, point up. <laughs> <laughs> There's this rumor going around, <laughs> and I don't even know if I can show this or not. We might get you know banned or some shit like that. But I just put it on there. There's a rumor going around that Pornhub is basically saying that for the week of June, this week of June, to support Black Lives Matter, only the Ebony section will be available. <laughs> uh, I want to report to you that this is false. Uh, okay. I know this because I've done the research. <laughs> <laughs> three or four times a day so <laughs> so yeah that is that is false that is not that is not a thing oh uh, I, I i would not have minded I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know what that would not as somebody has made that joke and done that they should do that 
If nothing just, else for promotion. Be, <laughs> you know, open up a new fan base. I I'm, I'm see no longer it. racist. I, I want to see the I want to see the internet dumpster fire from them doing that. I want to see people <laughs> flipping the fuck out over it. Oh man, you just want to see the world burn. I do. <laughs> That'd be uh-huh. hilarious. That porn sucks now, anyways, man. It sucks. It's all. That's why you sucks. gotta watch the '70s shit, man. The '70s yeah, shit's classic. Man. Yeah, '80s muffs. That's all I need, man. Exactly. I'm sick of this like millennial stepmom shit. You know, can't stand that shit. Right. <laughs> oh, Everybody yeah, shaved everywhere now. Like, yeah, and, and, I can't yeah, keep up I, with that shit. I reverted back to a twelve-year-old. Just give me some stills. That's all. I'm, I'm good, man. <laughs> Just a JPEG. <laughs> That's all I need, man. <laughs> I don't need a, a 4K UHD <laughs> HDR video. Yeah. yeah oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Oh yeah. If uh, we talk about it, can we move on to the next part of podcast? I like this because this is a lot more upbeat than what it was last week. Last week it was just like, uh-huh, how do we transition? But now I'm feeling a little bit better about it. So can we transition? Because this this is some other breaking big news that happened like in the nerd world. Can we can we get to it, Eli? Let's do it. This is huge, and this might might take me time to break this down. So uh, where are we? Where this? Nope. That. I'm sorry. I'm still learning this thing. Fucking up. Fucking up. Still fucking up. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> so the next big news for a lot of people that don't really give a shit what's going on, but I'll break this shit down to you. So huge news. This is the biggest comic book news of 2020. And the news is, is that DC has cut ties with Diamond Distribution. Now, some people are freaking the fuck out. Oh, no, the end is not. And other people that don't follow this shit is like, okay, you know. So I'm going to just break this Who's shit DC? down. And- Right, Washington, Washington D.C. Oh, the one to make those shitty movies? Like, no, okay. I mean, yes, but still. <laughs> so let's just break down exactly what that means. That the fact that D.C. uh has cut ties with Diamond Distribution. Now, if you've been following this podcast, I don't know who's been following this podcast. We've been breaking, basically breaking down the news uh, that for the last two or three months, that the distribution company, the one distribution company that supplies every single local comic book shop in the country, has been shut down. So since they've been shut down, no comic book shop in the country for the next, last three months have been able to get new comics, period, done. So the industry has been dead. That's why we've been doing uh, retro books for like the last two or three months because there's no books, new books to renew, uh, to review. So we have to like, uh, you know, be pragmatic in our, in our in our time to just find out exactly what's going on. So this, uh, not Disney, that's fuck, that ain't, that ain't villains, DC. <laughs> DC said, fuck this shit. We're going to break away from this abusive relationship that Diamond has been doing, and we're going to uh, get our own distribution company. So they have two distribution companies, one on the east side, one on the west side. So if something happens to one of them, they'll still be okay. And they've completely broken away from Diamond. Now, the problem is you got a bunch of, uh, well, I'm not going to talk bad about them. I'm just say the local comic book shops are not taking it very lightly. They are kind of upset about this. Basically, the way that they've been conducting business for the last 25 years has just been uprooted. And they don't even know if uh, they can even do business with these new distribution companies they have. So and and on top of that, the distribution company that is supplying their company has just lost 30 percent of their business because D.C. makes up 30 percent of the comic industry. So that's a huge market. And if they take away 30 percent of their business. They don't know if they can sustain the other 70 percent of the business because they're already broke. They're already making back payments and loans with other people. So let's break this shit down to make it make sense to, pe- to people. 
why would DC want to break away from this partnership that has been working? Well, for one thing, because it hadn't been working. The comic industry is in a free fall right now. The comic industry is not making money. And a lot of people say it's not making money mainly because of diamond distribution. Now, Eli, I'm going to take it back to you. Do you remember when comics used to be sold everywhere in the grocery store, at Walmart, at Walgreens, at North Barnes and Noble, stuff like that? Remember that? Yeah. Okay. That was around the 90-ish, the 80s, 70s, whatever like that. Then all of a sudden, boom, you didn't see it anymore. You didn't see comics anywhere. The reason that happened is because DC signed an exclusive deal with Diamond about 25 years ago. And I'm pretty sure Marvel followed suit also. So you pretty much had the, the largest two comic companies in the world signing a distribution deal where only the local comic book shops could sell their new books. Nobody else could sell them. So they had to snatch them out the grocery store, snatch them out of Walmart, snatch them out of Walgreens, blah, 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 whatever, whatever like that. Funny thing about it, Eli, when I started doing the numbers and started, you know, uh, putting two and two together, Around the time they sold, you know, around they made that, it, that exclusive deal with Diamond was around the same time the comic book industry collapsed. So you can almost blame Diamond distribution for the collapse of the comic book industry that has never recovered to this uh-huh. day. It's, it's all connected because you had comic books everywhere now you can get them at one spot you now there's only like maybe two thousand local comic book shops in the country all together and so if you even if i wanted to read a comic book uh you know and go somewhere and actually put it in my hands i have to find a comic book shop which for some people isn't an option a comic book shop locally may be an hour away two hours away three hours away you know mm-hmm. and they can't get it because it's nowhere near them so you just you know cutting out that business right right there it, that only benefits people that live in, you know, big cities or have places that can stain a local comic book shop, which that may not be the case, but they're closing out left and right. So here's the thing. Everything that's going on with DC right now, everything that we heard about the Snyder Cut and this shit right here, it's coming from the top. And when I mean from the top, it's not coming from Warner Brothers. It's coming from AT&T. AT&T are not comic guys. They are from outside of the business, but they're looking into this business and they're asking questions. Why the fuck is this business run this way? <laughs> Can somebody answer that? And and Dan Didio just like, uh, 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 okay, get the fuck out. <laughs> Throw his ass out of here. You know, so nobody can explain to AT&T why the comic industry is ran the way it's ran. The only people that are campaigning this shit are the local comic book shops. Why? Because they share the monopoly with this diamond distribution. They're in cahoots with each other. They're just eating like fat hogs on the on slop, you know, in, in the pig pen. But now DC is like, this is no way to run a business. We have been bleeding money for 25 years. We have to do something different. Now, people are saying that digital is the future. Digital is not the future. We know that firsthand digital is not the future because DC Universe is giving away 20,000 issues of comics for $7 a month. And people are saying it's too high. <laughs> don't give a fuck I, you know, I, I tell people all the time uh i got dc universe oh uh, i'm not buying it i'm just waiting for hbo to sign them I mean, but what about the comics so i don't give a fuck about the comics you know so that's not a selling point for them you can give people this shit and they're still not going to read it it's still not a selling point for them that's the world we live in now this isn't the 80s and the 90s so you can't run your business the same way you ran it in the 80s and 90s especially when it didn't work like that in the 80s and 90s it's a it's 2020 we live in a post-covid world this is like post-crisis or whatever you want to call it. So it's a different world. So DC 
has to do what's best for DC. DC cannot kiss the local comic book shop's ass if it's going to cost them money. You know, they have to do something in their own best interest. And what they did, it, yes, it's going to affect everybody. It's affecting Marvel. It's affecting Valiant, Image, everybody else. It's affecting the entire comic book industry because 30% of the of the business just went away and just went somewhere else. So Marvel is going to have to respond and react some kind of way. Yes, they're leading the charge in this, but they can't support Diamond by themselves. They Diamond couldn't even support them with both of them together, so they can't. Damage can't support Marvel by themselves, so they can't support them. The co local comic book shops are going to have to adapt. How? I do not know. I don't have the answer for this. What DC just did is a seismic shift in the industry right now. They could either actually get the comic book industry out of the funk it's been in for the last one for years and save it, or they could tank the entire industry with them. And AT&T just write this shit off as a loss and just move on to something and just make Harry Potter movies the rest of their lives. You know, we don't know what's going to happen from this. Nobody knows the answers. So everybody's saying and theorizing and posturing on what might happen. You do not know. None of us know. We're just going to have to just ride this bad boy out and to see what happens. Uh, for all we know, Diamond, I mean, DC might say we fucked up and come crawling back to Diamond, uh, the Diamond distribution like, you know, like a bad housewife that, you know, that can't find anybody better than an abusive boyfriend, you know. <laughs> And then you're going to have Diamond just, you know, standing there on, on the stoop, just like, uh, trying to think what he said. <laughs> Couldn't live with your own failure. <laughs> what did it bring you back to me? So it, it might happen. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to add on it, Eli? I know I just was just rambling, rambling, rambling. But. Well, I mean, my comic book store shut down, so uh, I go, I, I'm digital now, so I guess I don't really care <laughs> either way. <laughs> and that's the thing. And, 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 and I, don't, I don't know I keep talking about digital this, digital that. I'm not saying that digital needs to be the end-all, be-all. I'm not saying anything needs to be end-all, end-all, be-all. The local comic book shops don't need to be the end-all, be-all. And they have been for the last 25 years, and that's why the comic book industry is in the shape it's in right now. Yeah, Things and, need and, to change. And I get it. I, I was bummed when my comic book store sh shut down. You know, that was my weekly hangout. I go get my shit, hang out mm -hmm. with the, you know, with, with the fellow nerds and shoot the shit for a little bit. And yes, there's like this camaraderie, this, this community of, of geeks that gather at these comic book stores, but come on, they couldn't, you couldn't bank. We had to, superheroes were in vogue for a decade. Marvel, the MCU made comic book superheroes the height of their of popularity for a decade and comic books could not cash in on that right you know, what the hell because this ain't coming back it's done i mean we like we said i mean now that you know uh uh robert downey jr and chris evans ain't in the mcu anymore i mean the plateau we've hit the plateau we're not going to see that success anymore so right. they couldn't if comic the comic book industry couldn't cash in on the on the biggest nerd trend of all time, what the hell? Right, and especially when it's the time it was now. Yeah, and we could blame it on the asshole comic book nerds who, oh, you noob, you like Harley Quinn, you like Deadpool, you suck, you're stupid. Uh, you know, we, you, whatever. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you want your comic book store to fucking thrive. Don't be dicks when new people come in. And I've heard, and I'm not saying everybody's dicks, but I've right. heard, I've seen comic book clerks act like the comic book guy in on The Simpsons. <laughs> right. I mean, we can't be gatekeepers. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have the answers. 
We don't have the answers. All we know is that I, I said this before that a change needs to be made. DC made a change. They made a gamble. We don't know how this gamble is going to pay off, but it is a gamble. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see in the next few months what's happening. Because the thing and is, like, Eli, yeah. yeah, and what a comic book store can't get another vendor. Like, do, you know, comic book stores. There's some. My comic book store sold candy bars and soda pop. Right. That those candy bars and soda pop didn't come from Diamond Distribution. So it is it is possible to for a shop to buy from multiple vendors. So quit quit your bitching. I'm just saying that yes, the the comic book local comic shops. What I've been seeing online, they're acting like babies. You know, oh, we're gonna boycott DC. No, the fuck, you're not gonna do boycott DC. Uh, Somebody's gonna walk into your shop and they're gonna ask for a Batman comic. You're gonna tell them we don't sell Batman anymore. The fuck out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) So stop your bitching. Stop your whining. Go ahead and make up with DC and work out whatever deal that they're trying to get you so you can get these new books in. So let's just stop this bitch and just move on with business as usual. It's a change, except the change. It needs to change. It can't stay the same way it was before. So what you competing with Walmart again? It's called competition. Shit. So oh, the reason it, why we didn't get comics for the past three months is because Diamond shut down. Right. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. They just shut down. We couldn't do anything, you know. Yeah. And there's no reason. And here's the thing, Eli. I actually realized that Diamond Distribution had a monopoly because the courts ruled that, well, since they don't have a control over all books, it's not a monopoly. Just comic books. It's okay. <laughs> man. It's fucked, man. <laughs> it, it, the, the whole thing is fucked. It's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, can, can we move on past that? Sure. We've been just rambling. I think we need to just move into it. I think we need to move into the book of the week. Okay. okay. We never told, I think we just had a conversation about what the book of the week is going to be, but I think we need to explain to everybody else what the book of the week is. And let me see if I can get this information out of here. Uh, yeah. So the book of the week is actually a, a Kickstarter book. That's the thing. We don't do a lot of indie books on here. And that's completely my fault because Eli has been championing indie books for the longest and I'm just not been paying attention, you know? So yeah, I'm you're, trying you're to, the, you're the DC fan. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say the DC fan. I'm a DC Marvel guy, even though I don't really do a whole lot of Marvel on here. <laughs> the only reason I do that because people just bash DC so much. I feel like I have to take up for them. I have to defend them a lot of times. But anyway, I, mean, I like I like I like Batman. Yeah, I, I like Batman. You like Batman, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go out my way and try to do other books that I find of it. anyway. But the book we're going to do this week is called Boom. It's called Black. That's the thing. So let's give some detail on the book Black. So Black is, let me see if I can do that. Uh, I don't like that. I like that. Let's go that. Book is a Kickstarter funded book in 2016. And here's the thing. Kickstarter is actually like the new wave of what comic book creators are doing right now. Because Diamond, and I hate to keep bringing back Diamond. Diamond is so fucked that indie comics have a hard time even getting into with Diamond to get their books into the local comic book stores. So the only way to get their books out is to do Kickstarter and crowdfunding and GoFundMe and things like that to just get their books directly to the masses. Uh, Black was one of those books that did that. They started a, a Kickstarter fund. It was a bunch of guys. Some guys came from Marvel. Some guys came from DC. Just decided to tell a book. And here's the premise of this comic book. And here's the very important why we're doing it in the climate that we're in right now. The premise of the book is what if every black person in the world has superpowers? That's the that's the premise. And you look at it, you're just like, huh, I never thought about that. Well, people have thought about that. Stan Lee thought about that. Chris Claremont thought about that. You know, the X-Men thought about that. But they use subtext and metaphors, you know, and analogies with it. This is taking away all the subtext, all the analogies. It's just like, no, 
but what if the black people are mutants? You know. Yeah. So that's pretty much what this book is right now. Uh, like I said, and and another reason I wanted to review this book and I and I actually bought this book because all the proceeds to this book that have uh, been sold for this month and I think maybe next month also are going to Black Lives Matter. So I feel like I'm I'm doing my due diligence and doing my part to, you know, go ahead and buy this book and review it. So I'm not going to, you know, just break the book down because I do want people to to go out and search for this book. And search, and there's all kind of sequel issues, things like that. But we'll talk about that later on. So yeah, let's go ahead and break this bad boy down. So let's go back to it. So basically what we're doing is uh the book is actually told through the, the well, at least the first issue is told through the narration of Officer Waters. Jennifer Waters is what her name is. And she's been interrogated. Let's see if I go back to that issue. Uh, she's been interrogated by an agent named Agent Adams. Agent Adams was for the government. She wants to know what happened. So this is a flashback what happened. So the flashback happens that uh, they're in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Uh, Jennifer Waters, uh, Officer Waters is doing her routine, you know, through the through the police, uh, through the neighborhood. Like I say, she's a police officer. And she gets an APB saying that there was a robbery going on with three black kids uh they're all wearing t-shirts and basketball shorts and they're in their early 20s and she's just like okay that's pretty much every black kid in bread style so mm-hmm. she sees three black kids just walking around looking just came from playing the bas- basketball basketball game uh they get surrounded by like five police cars all of nowhere they all get guns pulled on them um uh, and one of the kids gets scared and when the kid gets scared, he takes off running. Well, the one with the dreads try to stop him from running. And then what happens is exactly what you think is going to happen. We've been seeing all the news. They all get shot down. And so because one ran, they all get shot. So what happens later on from that is that, okay, all the kids are dead. But one of the kids wakes up and survives. I should just keep it on it, but I'll go for now. So one of the kids actually survived. This kid's name is Kareem Jenkins. So Kareem Jenkins is our our main character throughout this story even though it's being told through officer warriors kareem jenkins is the main character kareem jenkins wakes up doesn't know what the hell happened he's got bandaged all over him all his wounds peel he jumps out of the emt uh runs across the street uh the police see him running so they just start chasing him running after him everywhere he's going and he goes into this in, in this building to hide away and he's running to this other guy called juncture juncture is like the mentor of the group he's the obi-wan you know or the professor the x the Morpheus, Professor X, whatever magical Negro trope you want to put on there, that's him. Zordon. Is that his name? Yeah. Zordon from the Power Rangers? From Power Rangers? <laughs> you asking the wrong guy. It's just... <laughs> uh, going when you need him? <laughs> anyway, there's Juncture right there. So Juncture is the mentor, the Obi-Wan, the whatever other group. Uh, and he knows exactly who Kareem is, where Kareem is going. He's just like, yeah, the police officer coming after you. That's just a, a distraction for the real people that's after you. So you got a decision to make. You're either going to come with me. And or you're going to take a chance with the police. What you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to come with you. So he goes with him. Uh, and then he takes him to this place called the Projects. Now, they get teleported uh, to this building called the Projects. The Projects is apparently this network, this network of where he takes super, people with superpowers, bring them here, train them, do a kind of thing like that. And, you know, bring give them sanctuary, basically. Um mm-hmm. And Kareem just asked, okay, so what am I? What what do I do? Okay, so here's the thing. Apparently, some people in the world have, like, everybody has quarks. They call these things called quarks, which is basically the things that break down, I don't know, science, whatever. Your DNA, yeah. Your DNA, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Some people have it where... Midichlorians, yeah. Midichlorians, the force, the spirit, whatever the fuck yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Chakra, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. They have it where some people, it manifests differently. The X gene... Whatever you want to call yeah. it. 
Should we do a should we do a counter? Should we do a counter for every X trope we hear X, in this book? Every X Men reference. <laughs> yeah, every X Men trope that we see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's one. Yeah. So they have the, pro, the, the, pro, the projects is a Professor Xavier's the mansion or the danger room whatever you want to call it it's all those things so apparently some people it manifests differently where it gives them powers depending on how the quarks turn out some people fire ice claws what the fuck ever phoenix you know oh he's actually are you interested you want to do it he's like nah i'm good i don't want to do it okay what if i told you this the quarks only develop in black people he's like okay now you have my attention. Now I'm interested. So that's the thing. So when he tells them that, because basically he's telling them that uh, only black people can, you know, get their quarks. Get it. basically what he's saying is that in this world, how do you want to say it? All all black people have superpowers. Basically, yeah. Now some have higher potential than others. Some that that may explain, you know, the Michael Jordans of the world, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, the Bo Jacksons, you know, those guys. Uh, but also if they have a 3% higher cork rate, then that's when they become, you know, the X-Men and Storm and Bishop and T'Challa, whatever the fuck ever, you know, that's when they get all these crazy ass powers. So he's been training with them for three months. Uh, he, and apparently they're starting to figure out what his quarks are. So he's the most powerful, whatever they've ever seen before, because of course he is. That's one thing I want to tell you about, uh, Kareem Jenkins. Kareem he's Jenkins. Neo. He's the one. He's the one. He's a Mary Sue. Yeah. Now, everybody keeps talking about what is a Mary Sue. He is the definition of a Mary Sue. Now, reason people call Ray as a Mary Sue, because first off, first trope of a Mary Sue is that you have to be an orphan. He's an orphan. They don't explain it why. They just toss away and that's it. Also, you have to be the teacher's pet. You know, the best, you know, the mentor has to be, you know, your favorite. So out of all the students, you know, uh, every student he ever had, uh, Juncture, you know, finds Jenkins his favorite, just like, you know, with Luke and Ray and whatever the fuck like that. Uh, what else to trope up? Oh, they're always either the most powerful with the least amount of training or they always save the day with the least amount of training. And they usually almost never get hurt. Like, can you imagine Ray even getting a scratch on him? Same way with uh, Kareem Jenkins. So that's the thing about a Mary Sue. Mary Sue, you when you spot him, you see him. Honestly, I think Spider-Man in the MCU was a Mary Sue. I mean, you want to talk Tony Stark, you know, his mentor, the teacher's pet, uh, least amount of training, does the most damage. All of a sudden, yes, Spider-Man was definitely a Mary Sue in the MCU. But anyway, let's keep going on with that. Anyway, let's go to our bad guy of the story. So our bad guy name is, what else would he be named? His name is Man. Man. The man. The man. Yeah. The man. That's the, the of course he'd be the he'd be the bad guy. So man, uh, I think his name is Theodore Mann. Theodore Mann is a trillionaire. Now keep in mind, this is back in 2016. There were no trillionaires yet. Uh this is before Jeff Bezos read this comic. It was like, you know what? Maybe I should do that. You know. So <laughs> he's basically saying that he, he owns everything. He's social media, weapons, whatever. He got government contracts, stuff like that. Uh and he basically is you know taking taking over the world and he's trying to saying that i only can not only see the future i'm doing my best to ensure the future so while he's doing all this he gets under attack by a terrorist organization now his thing now this terrorist organization is not connected with junker juncture it is a completely separate third party in there and this third party is ran by a terrorist leader named oh 
Nobody knows who O is. We don't see what O looks like, but O is causing wreaking havoc on, you know, uh, man's organization right now. So they'll come back later on. Meanwhile, now that Jenkins has been training for three months, uh, Juncture feels like he's ready to go into the field. So he puts him in the field, takes him to Louisiana. Uh, he teams up with some other people that are in Louisiana, like this uh, transgender named Swerve. I think that's a play on words, but we're not going to go there. Uh, Bass, whose superpower is to, like, what's that dude's name? Black Bolt? She like Black Bolt. Everybody. Yeah, sc- scream really loud. Yeah. Okay. So they go to New Orleans or somewhere in Louisiana, in backwoods Louisiana, and they find a black dude getting tied up by a bunch of rednecks. Because apparently what happened, they blame him for burning or burning or trying to burn their house down. So they set him on fire. He's just on fire. And they before uh, Agent Man gets there, like I said, Agent Man, not, not Agent, Agent Adams. Agent Adams worked for Theodore Man, so she's one of his agents. Uh, and also this big bruiser-looking dude named Agent Washington. Notice how the agents are named after presidents that yeah. own slaves. There's a lot of like historical references in there. There are a lot of historical references. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss any, but there's so many of them. It's, it's kind of I'm yeah. gonna miss a few of them. So they yeah. I'm trying to because it was actually a pretty cool poster. Anyway, I keep going past it. Anyway, they set uh they set the dude on fire, the black boy on fire. Agent Adam said, release him. Like, How are we gonna release him? He's already set on fire. Like, no, he's not. Turn around and look. So you turn around and look, and not only is the black boy still alive, he actually has fire powers. <laughs> So his fire powers manifest and he just starts fucking up these regnants, just start beating the shit out of them, killing them left and right, stuff like that. So before they can do that, uh, that's when Jenkins teams show, oh, and Jenkins has a nickname now. Should we do a counter? Okay, so his nickname, his call sign is X. X. Yeah. Right. Like they're not even they're not even pretending. They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a double play. It's a double play on words, you know, because yeah. Not only is it maybe by the X-Men, but you know, say by Malcolm X, because Malcolm X changed the name because uh like every other, you know, black Muslim time was changing the name of uh, Muhammad Ali or Freeman Dujabar. He like my history is unknown. So that's what I'm gonna call myself X because I don't have no trace to my, my history, my past. So I'm changing my identity. So the same thing what Jer- Jer- uh, Kareem Jenkins did. I have no connection with my identity. I'm choosing a new identity. My name is X. So and we didn't call, talk about X's power. X's power is everything. Like I said, he's a Mary Sue. He can yeah. do anything he keeps finding out we keep finding out he's got a new problem every problem he gets into he's got a superpower to solve he has a new power almost every other panel and it's a power that nobody's ever seen before and everybody's like how the fuck is he doing that he's he's just doing it you know he's bulletproof he's super fast all all kind of shit you know just whatever oh but like i said he's untrained that's the thing but so okay so you got the the fire dude just fucking everybody up uh, Kareem is the only person to stop him because, like I said, he's got power all across, but he can just grab him and just punch him and knock him unconscious, stuff like that. So, while they take uh, the fire dude back to their base, uh, Agent Adams, you know, is talking to the rednecks, and the rednecks is just like, man, do you leave that, that shit that just happened? Uh, crazy black dude just set us up on fire and just, you know, came through here, and Agent Adams, boom, shoots him in the back of the head. Well, in the front of the head. Uh, why? Because they can't have crazy rednecks seeing superpower black people run around. Why they don't want this? Because they want to make sure it stays a secret. That's why they're doing all this, you know, killing black people, hunting black people, throwing black people in jail, stuff like that. So they can catch them later on and do experiments on them because they know all black people have superpowers. But what they don't know is how to get the powers out of the black people, put them in everybody else. So that's why they keep experimenting on them. But that's 
another story for another time. So we get back to the main base. And here's the thing. Like, well, I'm trying to think of the main base. The main base was named uh, Glenn Davis. Was it Glenn Davis? Glenn, oh, Scott Davis. Shit. I'm going to get roasted for this if I don't remember this. Anyway, the name of the base they're in. Shit, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I want to say it's Glenn Davis. The name of the base is named after a slave that bought his own freedom and bought his wife and kids in slavery and freed them also. So that's the name of the base where they're at. But anyway, I also want to show you the Star Wars reference right here about how they got the fire dude and put him in like the, the Luke Skywalker thing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so the reason what, they, reason what they're doing it is because he's telling the whole, his whole backstory. Basically what happened was, and, and the guy, and Jenkins gives him the name. His name is Cole. And I don't know if that's clever or racist or whatever, but whatever. Okay. So. Cole had a brother. His brother was this big NFL player, his big prospect. And of course, when you're a prospect, everybody's looking at you. Everybody wants something from you. And girls get thrown at you left and right, uh, especially white girls. So he got uh, one, there was a white girl that was thrown at him. Something happened to that white girl. Maybe she got set on fire. She died, something like that. Even though there was nothing connecting him to the white girl, these rednecks blamed him for that. And they killed him. So like I said, this is pretty much all these stories we talk about, like Emmett Till, it's happened before, you know. I mean, there's so many stories about athletes getting caught, which you know, girls just mercy. We did, that was the just mercy, oh, basically. Spoiler alert, Eli. Yeah, <laughs> like I was gonna watch it anyway. It's a true story, man. Yeah, right, you know? I can look it up. Like I said, that story is old. That, that you can just Google anything, and you'll see that story over and over again. It yeah. happens all the time with athletes. Um, hell, Kobe Bryant, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the boy, so his brother died and he set his brother on fire. So what he was about to do, he was about to just burn the whole fucking city down. He's like, kill my brother. Everybody got to go. But he was stopped. He was stopped. And we don't know this at the time. He was stopped by O. And I'm trying to see if I can get to that panel where we see it. Yep. Right here. Let's go back to it. Because O has a symbol. And I try to look this symbol up. The symbol is an O, but with like a Naruto sign on or something like that. And basically, it's like the symbol. It's like an Ashanti sign for like the symbol of all the all-knowing God or something. But anyway, it's like it's okay. a, it's a pretty deep reference also in it also. But anyway, uh, O has had his territorialization. His people are everywhere, basically. So he, so Cole is one of his people, you know. Uh, and you know, Kareem is just looking like like what do you, why do you have him locked up? Why do you not have him free like everybody else? Why is he not joining the team? And and Junction is just telling him, uh, because we can't have him out there. First off, the dude is a mass murderer. People are looking for him. Uh, even if we do clear his name, all the rednecks that, you know, did his shit to him, they're all dead. So we can't prove anything for him. So we're just going to keep him locked up. And Kareem said, that's kind of screwed up what they're doing. Uh, but, hey, what else can you do? So Kareem, like I said, he develops another superpower. The superpower he develops is that, and we don't notice at the time, Juncture's superpower is that he can see three seconds to the future. Uh, Kareem steals the power, but doesn't know how he did it. He just steals the power. He can see the future, what's happening. He knows that everything that uh, uh, Juncture is saying is bullshit. Cole is being locked up at the bottom of the base, so he goes down to the base. He sees all these superpowered black people just locked up because Kareem has, uh, not Kareem, uh, Juncture just locked them up. Because he don't want them on the streets, you know, exposing the secret that black people have superpowers. So he's doing whatever they can. So Project is not just a like a X mansion. It's a prison also. You know, and Kareem is like, I can't do this. So he breaks the people out 
and they escape. They leave, you know. And while they leave, uh, like I said, let's go back to Officer Walters. Now, she's uh, graduated to Detective Walters now. Now, Detective Walters is just sitting at this bodega because, you know, the story about this bodega that has been shut down a whole bunch of times. And she thinking, if I just sit here long enough, some crazy shit's going to happen. And guess what? Some crazy shit happened. Uh, all the escaped convicts, they teleport out from the project into that New York area bodega right, right in front of her. While they're doing that, like I said, the man has a government contract, so he has his own team of black supervillains. Now, here's the thing, Eli. Now, we just talked about this earlier today. All skin folk ain't kin folk. That's the term I'm going to say on that. Because, yes, all the black people have superpowers, and then they're all fighting for the same cause. Some of the blacks that have superpowers are working for the government trying to catch other blacks with superpowers. Now, we just mm-hmm. talked about how blacks turn on each other. Like, what's that chick's name? Uh, Candace, fuck ever? Coles or whatever fuck her name is. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Anyway, so... Yeah. All right, so that's yes. the whole point they're trying to make. It's based on the allegory trying to make that you're going to have some people that, and, and the X-Men were making the same point with the X-Men version of Brotherhood. Sometimes you're going to have your own people uh, come against you also. So they have some evil black superpower dudes that work for the government trying to catch these folks also. So there's just this big superpower battle going on right now. And Eli, I want to show you that because the coolest dude in this book is here and I can't find him. I need to find him. Anyway, they never, they don't even name, and that's the thing about the book. They don't name a lot of these guys. Yeah. Every other page is like a new superhero popping up, and they don't even bother naming them. It's just like sometimes they name them, or sometimes they name yeah. them like. There, there was some, letter. yeah, Hood Rat and Bass, and yeah. um, there, there was a few names thrown out here and there. But. And there was like this ninja. They never named the ninja. I think the ninja doesn't get named like the sequel to this book. The, the, the Rastafarian guy turns into a lion or what was that his name? Anima? <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 just think, I, I don't know if they was like calling him Anima or was his name Lion. Anyway, he's the coolest dude in the book. I love that <laughs> fucking lion. Maybe yeah. because let's let's just watch this dude. Let's watch this shit. I got I got to focus. this. Shit. I'm breaking this shit down. That lion is the fucking coolest thing in this fucking book. I guess because he's Black Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> right with the Jamaican accent. Give this guy a fucking movie, man. <laughs> Give me something with this guy because I was like this book. I was like, eh, it's okay. But when I saw him, like, who the fuck is that? And they never name him. Maybe his name is Lion. Just call him Lion. Fuck it. Well, he call. Well, he would call out Lion. He would say Lion, and then he'd get these claws and fangs. But I think they called him Animus. So I wonder if he has like p- animal powers or some shit. He definitely does because I mean, because he just started lying. He just started fucking people up, man. Eli, I was loving this shit. I was like, I had to read this shit over again because he said, "Look at this shit." <laughs> he just ripping through fucking people, man. And I'm just, I'm just, I was loving this shit the whole time, man. It was like one scene. I'm trying to see the other scene where he just jumps. Yeah, that scene right there where he just jumps after the guy because it was a guy that looked like fucking Night Thrasher or some shit. I'm like, what, what, what? Everybody in this book is like a rip off of somebody else, anyway. <laughs> But he fucking leaps. He sees the guy, leaps after his ass, and stabs the shit out of him like in the fucking sky. I'm like, okay, he's the fucking coolest dude ever, man. <laughs> I was loving the lion dude. So give it, give that guy a book. Give me his own solo book, movie, cartoon, uh, anything. Uh, Michael Jai White, that's your role right there. Okay, since you want to be a superhero so bad. All right, so they're fighting in this bodega, stuff like that. They got the evil government black dudes fighting them. And what happens that the, the while the fighting is going on, the police car gets blown up and Detective Water gets popped in the head. You know, she gets hit in the head with, with, uh, with debris, with ricochet. She wakes up and she wakes up in the project, you know, with, uh, with Juncture standing over her. And all everybody else has been, you know, gone. She don't know what the fuck happened. She got knocked out. 
And the reason Juncture captured her is because she was the only person they could capture that survived that 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 super battle fight that just happened. So she saw everything that happened. She saw black people fighting with superpowers in the middle of the street. She don't know why it happened. She don't know what the hell is going on, but she wants to know more about it. So Juncture captured her because since she was there, he's trying to see if he can get into her brain and find out where they took Kareem. Like I said, because Kareem got all these crazy ass superpowers. It's basically like they turn to a superhero's arms race over him because they know if they control him, they control the game. So you got yeah. Junction going after him, Theodore Man going after him, O going after him, and nobody can find him at this moment right now. So he hops into this time with this uh, Cerebro. <laughs> what we want to call it's it? Cerebro. It's yes, Cerebro. It's cerebro. It, they call it something else, <laughs> but fuck it, it's Cerebro because it amplifies yeah. his powers and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because his powers is he can see the future in three seconds. But if he does this, he can see alternate timelines of what's about to happen. So he sees on the timeline about where they took him, what may happen to him if they don't get him, who was with him, who might have been with him. He can see all that shit because he cerebral amplified him, whatever like that. You know. So where is Kareem right now? Kareem is in this uh this military black site called Negro Merte or the Black Death. Uh, Negro black Merte. Death. Yeah, my accent is a little sloppy. But, you, know. you gotta roll those R's. Negro, negro. <laughs> yeah, merate. Yeah, merate. I'm, I'm fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, black death is what it's called in Espanol. Okay, so he goes there. He gets thrown in a prison, and while he gets thrown in the prison, he turns around and there's another guy in the cell with him that wasn't there before, but there now. And he's like, "What the fuck are you?" They're like, "My name is Overdrive." Oh. Uh, and they just he, they become friends, you know, because he tells them everything that's going on. This site is where they put all the black, where the government puts all the black people uh, that have superpowers that they find out about them. And when you're locked in here, you're locked in for life. You're like, well, this got to be illegal. Like, it's the government. Who cares if it's illegal? You know, that's what they do, you know. So he throws them. They, they're in the jail. Um, and then what happens is that uh, Overdrive is trying to tell, you know, what's your name? My name is X. That's they call me on the outside. X. Like, okay, your name sucks. But anyway, when we get out of here, those black black dudes behind you, they're going to fuck you up. And they just saying, hey, come here a little bit. You're going to be my bitch. You're going to be my girlfriend tonight. You know, just saying all this shit. And then Kareem just starts beating the shit out of a few of them. A few of them start, you know, uh, one of them pull out a a, a, a shield, a shaft or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to know. Shank. There you go. That's what they go. <laughs> they pull it out, try to stab uh, Kareem, but it bounced off of him. And Overdrive sees it. He's like, Okay, so his powers are still working. Okay, so at nighttime, you know, when they get thrown in the uh, solitary confinement, you know, for fighting, you know, in the middle of it, Overdrive is still able to sneak into, you know, Kareem's uh, prison cell. He's like, look, we're getting out of here. How are we going to get out of here? Our powers don't work. Yeah, your powers do work. I, I saw them when they worked. Uh, the knife bounced off of you, and plus my powers work the whole time, so let's go down here. So they go down to the basement, and they sneak out and go down to the basement. While they're going out to the basement, Theodore Mann is seeing everything on screen all at the same time. He's letting them escape because he knows that when they escape from what they're about to see, they realize they can't escape. Now, Eli, this is also a term in back in slave time called buck breaking. Now, because buck breaking, what it does is, yes, you lock a slave up, but a slave in his mind thinks that he can still escape and still be free. No, you have to mentally break the slave. And that's what they call it, buck breaking. You know, just like with a deer and stuff like that. You know, let them know that when you lock them up in a cage that you have to let them know that they're in a cage. You know, they can't be free. So they go down to the bottom of this basement and they see all these dead black uh, superpower folks. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? And and that's when Overdrive trying to tell them, 
this is what's been going on the whole time. This is why they put us in this blank site that we can't get out of because they're just down here experimenting on us where nobody knows what's going on. And Eli, yes, we know this is a, a direct analogy to the Tuskegee experiments. You know, okay. Where they, they just experiment on black people, just see whether or not syphilis works and stuff like that. Anyway, they go down and they see a black girl, you know, tied up. And it's just like, she's like, free me. And before they can free her, she dies on the on the table right there. And then you look at her, um, they look at her stats on the on the display screen. She didn't even have powers. So this is like, why the fuck are they doing this shit to people? And they don't even know if they you know, if they have powers or not. So while they're doing that, Theodore Mann finally pops up because he knows they did the whole time. He was like, look, I only let you guys escape because I just wanted to, I just wanted you to mentally be broken and let you know that you can never escape this place. But when you start smashing up my my equipment down here, that puts out to that. So Theodore Mann is here. He's got all kind of like not robots, but like dudes in Iron Man suits, you know, behind him and shit like that. And Sentinels. Sentinels, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> They're all there. And so Overdrive is just like, uh, uh yeah, like, Theodore, man, you fucked up. You let me in. You're like, I fucked up. Like, you're the one stuck in here with me. You're like, nah, you fucked up. So he ta- he pulls out a knife. And, you know, Kareem is just like, what the fuck is that knife going to do, man? <laughs> you know. So he takes the knife, stabs himself in the arm, you know, pulls out something that he was had in the whole time, like a little, uh. I don't know, beeper or something, something small, like a little pill. Anyway, he presses it and it teleports his team in. Damn it, Eli, I can't find the page. I got to find the page. Man. I got it up right here. Can you show it? <laughs> Damn it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. But you got to show it. Before. Anyway, there's, there's him. Let me yeah. see. I'm going to get there. Cut it out of his arm. Yeah. He presses it and then boom, his team pops up. Yeah, because this is a part that because before his team pops up, yep, here we go. I found it. Gotta get back to it because this is actually the last page of uh boom. Let's go back to it. Okay. So this one he says, you know, like what the fuck this knife gonna do? He stands himself in there, pulls out the little thing, and then he tells Tom, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O. So this is the worst secret in the world. This is O, the terrorist that's been going after man the whole time. So he's brought his team in because he found this little beam that teleports people in there. And his team is actually pretty cool. That's the thing. All, all the There's some characters in here that's actually like, got some cool character designs to them. They just don't have anything fleshed out. Like Shifty was pretty cool. Shorty, who's like an Ant-Man type person that can like shrink weapons and shit like that. Beretta is actually a ripoff of a Milestone character. <clears throat> so Beretta's power is that she can pick up any gun and have unlimited ammo and shit like that. That's actually a dude... That work that uh, used to be for the blood. Actually, the leader of the Blood Syndicate. That that's an old book uh, called the Blood Syndicate, named Tech Nine, who could also pick up any gun, have a limited ammo, shit like that, like you know, Metal Gear from Solid Snake. Uh, anyway, it's all I brought. Now, while that's going on, uh, Jenkins. I'm mean, not Jenkins. Juncture. Juncture has found out exactly what is going on. And the funny thing about it, like since they have bases all over the country and all over the world, every base they go to is actually named after a civil rights leader. Like uh, the Atlanta base is called the King base at the Martin Luther King. Uh, Birmingham base named after uh, Angela Davis. Uh, the Oakland base was named after Huey P. Newton, you know, oh, yeah. so I, it, but they don't, they don't need to, it's just like, it's just there, you know, just, just roll with it, you know. So Junction knows they're going, he calls his team, they go down to the base also. So Jen, Junction's team is there, O's team is there, Jenkins right in the middle of it, and O is just like, man, I'm going to kill this dude. I'm just going to put him out there. Um, uh, and when, like I said, when Juncture finally gets there, Juncture sees O, and it turns out, uh-oh, Juncture is O's father. 
didn't know that oh was this terrorist the whole time fucking up just like that but basically the reason he did that because they see opposite sides of what's going on juncture wants to you know keep black people in captivity keep them on the ground don't want to know anything meanwhile O wants to start a violent revolution that's what he wants to do so and he's thinking if he kills man is that going to happen meanwhile uh kareem and juncture are trying to stop him from killing man because they realize if you get this black terrorist killing a trillionaire you know how this is going to end this is going to blame just every black person on the planet and it's going to be an all-out race war be genocide so they're trying to make sure that he they don't kill him because the shit's going to get ugly if they do uh while this shit is going on uh even more people come out and then oh realize what oh doesn't even realize is he has a new power uh because beretta tells him you need to take your time so he slows down time so his power at first that we thought was super speed but apparently it's way deeper than that. he actually can control time so he completely stops time to a standstill he's just walking around everything just still he's walking around he realized why time is gone because man has already left the building because he's just like i'm gonna just let this all that war go on y'all just kill each other will i go talk to the uh prime minister of britain so while yeah. always stop time black on he says that black on black crime he calls it and stuff right <laughs> black lives matter all this shit like that he really goes there so while always going upstairs to go in after after man of course kareem the mary sue Turns out he has the exact same power. <laughs> I don't know where how you get the power. We don't really know. He just all of a sudden just wakes up. Also, is he is he just like sucking powers from everybody? Like everybody. Well, that's what it seems like. But sometimes, yeah. well, but sometimes he is. Sometimes he isn't. Sometimes, like if a person is near him, he can take their power. But sometimes he just activates just new powers that nobody's ever seen. Like this, he just walking around, just like, hey, cool. And, and Juncture is telling him, like in slow motion. He's upstairs. So he's telling this shit. So uh so Kareem, you know, hightails it upstairs to trying to stop over getting it. So he moves the super speed up there. Oh, sees he like, what the fuck? How, how'd you do that? He like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. The point is, is that Kareem isn't trained in super speed. So oh just beats the shit out of him. And even though Kareem has all these crazy ass powers, since he's untrained, oh can hit him with so many uh punches. That even breaks his ribs, even though he can stop bullets and fall down to the ground, something like that. Even you know, he made him like flash megaton punches. You know, I think they said something like if Flash moves his hand at super speed fast, he can knock out Superman or some shit. Whatever, I don't know. Uh, Kareem's on the ground. While he's doing that, he's about to go after Man, but the thing is, Man got a trick up his sleeve. Man actually has a force field that they actually explained earlier that's been his government contract for the longest, and he can stop you know O from coming to him. So comes to him boom bounce off of so nobody can touch man he's just there so even if you try to kill him you can't kill him uh everybody goes back upstairs there's another fight breakout stuff like that uh and it turns out that agent agent adams and agent washington are robots so that's how they're able to keep up with the uh all the black superheroes fight right there so man's team is fighting o's team is fighting juncture team is fighting kareem is fighting and everybody's fighting each other it's just an all-out war just going on right now just on the on the top of the base of this uh of negro Mirte. i know i fucked it up but whatever okay <laughs> so man's like you know what i'm tired of this shit i'm ready to end this fight right now so he pulls out this weapon like this big ass uh like laser sword and he kills cole like i said cole has been fighting on Juncture side the whole time. And you got all these other guys like Hood Rats showing up and stuff like that, you know. But anyway, Cole gets taken out by Man. Uh, and Man's just like, you know what? I'm tired of fighting. Y'all just, 
all these uh y'all get on my nerves this time gonna fight um this fight is boring me um you know coach like wait bad guy ain't supposed to win you know shit like that um like he, he just fucking the whole fight he like the fight is over with everybody dies i don't care who it is and while that is going on uh he sees oh he's just like you know what these what do you say these these stupid liberals uh corrupting everybody with black lives matter let's go ahead and take out the head so like that so he sees O, and he takes the sword and is about to you know chop O in half of what he can do that since juncture can see into the future uh he pushes O out the way but when he pushes O out the way he gets his arm chopped off I'm trying to see if i can find that yeah here we go I'm trying to see it boom he sees him in the way he pulls the blade out and before you go it he sees it coming. Oh, bam, push my that's when arm, arm is gone. That's it. <laughs> Gonna have to learn to be left-handed or right-handed, one of them. So, yeah, so while that's going on, uh Kareem is just like, uh-uh, I gotta put a stop to this right now. So Kareem is rushing towards him. And I gotta show you this panel too. This, this this last issue was actually like pretty extra packed. He, he they actually made like a double issue stuff like yeah, that. It's all act. Yeah, it's, it's just all action like that. So he's coming towards him and he's got the knife. So he's about to put the knife and go through his like he did through cold. And all of a sudden, Kareem, because he's a Mary Sue, has new powers. He turns into fucking Naruto and has shadow clones that are all over the place that, you know, attack him all at the same time. You're like, what the fuck? So one of his shadow clones can get through. There's a power that has never been seen or even hinted at in the book before. He just do that shit. Uh, one of his shadow clones sneak through and is able to get through, you know, man's bubble. Uh, and anyway, he's able to not kill man, but he's able to like slice the his harness that match that bubble around him. So so man is beaten, not not hurt, not anything. He's just defensive. His weapons are gone and shit like that. Oh, uh, Juncture has no arm, you know, and he's just like, you know what? We was able to beat beat him without you know without killing him. And the whole time, you know, man is just telling him, you know, oh y'all think beating me y'all win? Y'all don't win. You think you think this prison is your prison? Look. I'm a trillionaire. People like me tell you what to wear, what to, uh, how to talk, how to dress, where to walk. We control everything about you. You can leave this prison, but wherever you go, you're going to be in prison because your skin is your prison. And that's what he said, man, shut the fuck up. Knocks him out, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then, you know, they're trying to make peace. They're trying to make peace with each other, like Juncture and Kareem trying to talk old back to the side. But like I said, oh, it's Magneto. So magneto and he's just telling no there will never be peace between us y'all want equality and i said no they want extermination from us so i will never join y'all i'm gonna always be on my side and since y'all want to keep us in the dark y'all can never help us like well this is shit we need to do like oh really well not really because it turns out that O has had detective waters live stream the shit on her iphone the whole time so the entire superhero fight with black people going around right now has been exposed to the entire world the secret about black people superpowers is out and that's the exact way i want to do it now why did waters uh you know turn on them because she was mind controlled by the eight dude on the team mind great you know he's like a combination of gorilla grad and beast for some reason I don't know. anyway um but yeah so yeah. all the I, I thought he was aware i thought he was yeah no they, they call, was they call him a monkey, they, they call him a monkey in the book you know yeah. that's like they was one of i was disappointed of, i thought he was a werewolf at first yeah I think they did have a werewolf in the book somewhere. I, I can't remember. But I, anyway, I was probably thinking it was Lion, but whatever. <laughs> that might have been. That might have been Lion. Because Lion had like those dreads and shit. I like, make that, make that do the thing, man. Yeah. Make Lion a thing. Let's hashtag that. <laughs> uh, so, 
Yeah, so just to see what see what's going on right now. So O there's O's playing the whole time. He mind control water. She didn't realize what happened. She realized when she live streamed everything, she realized she really screwed up. So the thing is, this thing has been live streamed. Everybody in the government is under scrutiny because they realized that it was at a black site by the government facility that they've been kidnapping black people and been experimenting on them. So they're trying to see how this goes up. And I think uh theater man has been snitching on people. Like I think I think the uh the senator or somebody got arrested or some shit like that, you know. Uh, some other people high up going on right there. Now they don't say who the president of this story is, but I want to say this: the president is still Obama. Yeah, because it's twenty six. They said the president's a good man. Yeah, so. the president's a good man, <laughs> and they say, and we have people on the inside to extract him if we need to, you know. So I know yeah. they wouldn't do that for Trump, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though Trump is on the cover of one of the issues. Yeah. Yeah, like one the Donkey Kong issue where the black man is going through Donkey Kong. We had to escape the police and other gang members and other bullets and Trump. You know, uh, yeah, so weird shit going on. But anyway, the book ends with uh, Junction's oh, like. We just got a comment, but we can address that after that. Uh, can you read it for me? Wait, boom. Can you read it for me? I, I'm too far okay. away. I'm black, and I don't understand why people are freaking out over white versus black situation when last year alone there are more white people killed by cops. Now, yes, but there's more white people than there is black people. Yes, yes. that's the thing. It's so you got to look at pie. ratio. Yeah. Yes, it's a bigger pie. Think of it as a piece of pie, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's more white people being killed, but there's more white people while the – while there's less black people, but there's still just as much people, black people getting killed. So the black people are getting killed at a higher rate than white people. And then you also got to look at whether or not there's any, you know, accountability for the people getting killed. I think, cause you have black people getting killed that there's no accountability for. Uh, you got cops killing unarmed black people and maybe getting like a month off for vacation and going right back to work. No going to trial, no getting convicted, you know, not even a dock and pay. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I did. We it's yeah. like we understand things happen, but at the same time, there should be some accountability when those things happen. That's all. And this is the stuff that's getting and, taped. And and, and and we ain't we ain't okay with cops killing white people either. Right. You shouldn't be okay with white people getting uh get killed. That's the thing. Yeah, like you got yeah. you got, you got people saying, well, what about all the white people getting killed? Why didn't y'all say anything like that before? Y'all seem to be okay with white people getting killed. Yeah, we're, we're not. Yeah, quit, quit trying to d- diminish what we're saying. You should be right. pissed off about that too. Right. You know? Stop with the what about. <laughs> if you have to put what about to your argument, that you lost already. You know. No, we're not talking about you, Commander. I'm sorry. I read. I didn't read it because I'm blind. I can't see that far from the TV. That's why I had Eli read. It, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's my whole thing right there. So, like I said, one fight at a time. We understand white people and white people shouldn't be getting killed by cops either. The point is. Police brutality yeah. is something that needs to be addressed, period. You know, that's why all these changes are going on right now. So, uh, but anyway, we're going into the top. Uh, government officials getting, you know, and since the uh, the black superheroes are just out in the street now, they're just fighting, don't care. Uh, extra uh, police brutality has been going against them. So they have the, the federal government going down and policing them more in the cities that they come from. And they're asking, you know, Kareem, you know, what are you going to do next? Because Kareem is just like, you know what? And Oh, yeah, Juncture, like I said, has no arm. His arm is gone. <laughs> so, uh, because he lost his arm fighting against a man, so like, he's like, so what you going to do? So Kareem, like, I can't fight with you guys no more. I got I to gotta find my own way, you know. And basically said, I'm the thing that, because the thing is, I find out what I need to do now. Because at first I was worried about 
you know, learning or, you know, that I can't be killed. The point is I need to be a symbol for other people. I need to be a symbol for injustice and go out there. And that's when he had, ah, nope, I gotta go back, I gotta go back, I gotta go back. Got my shoulder panel also. Where well, you're gonna see him putting on the hood and he finally has his symbol, his his ex is on there. That needs to be a thing, you know. Uh, and he just like, he, he's just a black man that can't, it can't be killed. Of course he doesn't say black man, you know, whatever. Like I said, it's 2016, long time ago. <laughs> uh but overall the, Eli the good old days the, the good, good old, old days, days. <laughs> oh yeah so like I said that back, is back yeah. when we were only bitching about BVS remember those right. days oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all we had to worry about was Zack Snyder that was it no you know <laughs> oh yeah so like I said that was black let's see if I can pull the uh book back up that was the book uh i definitely want you to you know pick it up for yourself judge yourself there's some more you know earlier issues in the book also definitely check it out see what you think about the book for yourself eli i want to get your opinion about it. what you think of the book as a as a literary you know device what you think about it like we understand you know, the social commentary you know, and stuff. oh yeah well you know me i'm not the biggest x-men fan you know Which i can't stand what this was yeah <laughs> but this was the like the coolest x-men book ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know um i thought some of it was very powerful i thought the beginning like the beginning opening when when they when the kids get shot mm -hmm. i thought i didn't want to see that i didn't want to see that especially like i'm saying it's a bad week for this shit right <laughs> I, I i i i just like wow that was very powerful and then but then it was it was very action-packed you mm -hmm. know it was very fast-paced it moved along with a you know very brisk momentum, a lot of action going on. It did get a little convoluted at, at times with all the characters and all these different superheroes. And, that, and, and that's the thing that yeah, I, I want to interrupt you on that, but that's the thing that got me also because I think that even though the story you know would you know hooked you, the narration of the story kind of threw me off because you have one panel where it's one character, another panel is completely different character, different scene, and they don't explain it. It's like boom, this one scene, boom, this scene, then they go back to this scene. It's kind of confusing. I had to read the book twice, like really catch everything that was going on. Yeah. Because it didn't have a, a smooth flow to it when we just read it that first time, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it touches on basically everything the X-Men, the subtext of the X-Men. This right. is the X-Men with no subtext. Right. Yeah, without the subtext. This is X-Men with no subtext. Right. You know? So we're getting those same issues, all those social commentary that you see in all the X books right here, just right out in front. Um not subtle at all, uh, mm -hmm. but I think that's the point. I mean, right. you know, black people only having superpowers, making them the minority, you know, mm -hmm. I thought was brilliant. I, I, you know, like I said, I'm Native American. There was that movie, Blood Quantum. I, I was waiting for you to bring it up. Okay, tell me about Blood Quantum, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blood Quantum is this Native American uh, produced movie, zombie movie about the zombie apocalypse where – Native Americans are immune to the zombie virus. So, and they kind of board up their reservation and only, and, and kind of like, you know, they're, they're immune and to the outside. So it's like, it's like, it's got all this, again, uh, political commentary about borders and all that stuff. And, um, and yeah, what I was thinking about who should cast that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, shout out to Bat City stuff. Is that what his name is? Sidey City, 
Back yeah, we're fucking name. We're, we're sorry. Okay. We're, we're blind. Shout out, shout we're, out to him. Our only yeah. viewer tonight. We, we, the only viewer tonight. We, 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 we got can't one. piss this guy off and chase him away. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> but but yeah, I I really dig the message. I really dig you know, especially at the end when O is saying you know, the the revolution is televised. Everybody knows now. Now now we can inspire people. Whereas mm-hmm. um, Juncture's like, no, we got to keep people. You know, he he's he wants to protect the people. He's mm-hmm. like. He's like Martin Luther King. He wants to protect the people, be peaceful. You know, he, you know, he doesn't want retaliation. He doesn't want any conflict. You know, he wants to keep the people safe. But he, but then there's always like, we're we're not safe. You right. Know, it, that's us. what you're trying to say. He was like, <laughs> like your actions, oh, just endanger every black pe- person on the planet. And always telling them, yeah, black people yeah. are already endangered. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least you're this keeping, let them know the got, truth, you know. Yeah, you got a bunch of people and a bunch of black people in prison, you know. <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're locking up your own people trying to keep them safe. So, right. you know, this he, he, basically by, it, by, they made so many comparisons between man and juncture. It, you know, you had to pay attention to it, you know. There's yeah, almost two sides yeah, of the same coin, you know. And by and by, <clears> you know, once once, you know, what the viral video gets out, that will inspire people to join the cause, which I thought was very powerful. Again, very powerful statement mm-hmm. because that's what we're seeing right now. Like mm-hmm. you said, this is the biggest protest going on of all time, you know, because people finally are waking up. That's what right. I've been seeing. People are learning the power that they have, what they see and what yeah. the power they do can change. I'm yeah. seeing people like, you know, you know, I'm seeing people, friends on Facebook, like saying like all of a sudden waking up, like, wow, I had no idea that, it was this bad, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's inspire them to do the right thing. Right. So, and it's okay because, you know, sometimes you live in your own bubble. You don't, you can't see past what's going on, but when you, yeah. when you actually just stop for a second and look in the shoe and, you know, in the, in the shoes of somebody else, you can see, okay, you know, maybe there is something yeah. I can do to help out, you know? Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people getting inspired by, by other people doing something about it. All, everybody going out there and protesting, just standing in solidarity, everybody donating. Like I said, my brother right there in, in the Little Earth Projects in Minneapolis, he's been, you know, they were all like holding down their neighborhood th- th- over the past week, you know, right. protecting it from looters. And then that, that first weekend when everything, all the fires were starting, you know, mm-hmm. they, right. they, there was one of their last grocery store was, you know, they were trying to protect it from getting looted. And then some looters started going in there and one, this young Indian kid ran in there to stop them. And then a white guy who saw it from across the street came out to help. And he said, I saw this young guy running there with no fear to, to, to break up this looting. And I felt like I had to help something. So just being inspired by the action of others, you know, the courage of others, that's mm-hmm. inspiring. And that's what I thought was a very powerful message. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's, uh, like I said, the, the thing is that you, you got you got these protests going on right now. You ain't seeing white people getting their ass beat at a Black Lives Matter uh, protest right now. When so that should all, tell you what's going on right now. When they all got in front of the black guy, mm-hmm. the guy was the black, I can't remember which city he was in. Yeah. I'm getting, fuck, I'm getting fucking shivers. She's talking about it. But mm-hmm. the black guy was kneeling in front of the riot squad. Mm-hmm. And it was all tense. They didn't know what they were going to do. And we've seen, we saw what police were doing to protesters all week. Right. You know, they're shooting them in the face with rubber bullets. They're tear gassing right. them. Projectiles. Aiming at the face. Right. Yeah. The, right there. We're seeing reporters getting beat up. And there was a one black guy sitting in front of the riot squad. And then one of the white guys got up and stood in front of him. 
And then all the other white people started getting up and stood in a line in front of the black guy. Like, you know, that's, you know, like I said, the courage of one person can inspire other. That's why we read superhero comics. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you got like one guy with power standing up for people that don't have power against other people with power abusing power. That's pretty much yeah. the concept of every superhero story you've ever, ever read. That's yeah. all it is. You know, like, like in Spider-Man 2, my favorite Spider-Man movie, I don't or beside. No, I might Spider-Verse is up there, too. But mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, when when they're on the subway and they take off his mask and oh, my God, he's just a kid. And the people bring him up, you know, pick mm-hmm. him up and stuff. Call and then like Doc Ock comes in. <laughs> you want you want him. You got to go through us. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's you know, yeah, one, you know, once they the people come together, then they can inspire change. Yeah, it's a powerful message. So, yeah, like I said, awesome book. I want to do what we can to just promote. Like, like I said, we always talk about Marvel, always talk about DC. Indie books need love, too, because honestly, Eli, with the way things are going, indie is the future. You know, it's going to get to a yeah. point where indie might be, we might start talking about those more than we talk about Marvel and DC. Yeah, because you ain't going to see this shit what you know the language marvel that was and being DC used would never t- that's the thing these <laughs> guys used to all these guys used to work for marvel and dc and they yeah. pretty much said they can't make this book for marvel and dc oh hell no all the language that they were using hell no oh hell no no, no. or even just the, just the concept or the even concept some of the co- some of those covers the covers that one great cover man with I, the, I need to i wish i could pull those covers up man I, that one pull. was that one was great with the i'll try to see if i can find it the one with the where it said like slave negro colored thug or something and had yeah. every every generation or even this one. look at look at that one man yeah yeah the covers were were amazing like even yeah. if you just if you just walking past this book that's the thing. imagine you was in walmart and just saw that <laughs> you know you're like what the fuck is that you know yeah oh uh, that's the thing I, I want i want everybody to go out don't wait for netflix to license this thing and they're like that go out and read the book man yeah. come on look, look look at this shit look at this shit right here yeah, that that was a great cover. That was an amazing. Like I almost made that the banner of the story right yeah. there. You know, just, that's a great image. And even right. this one with with the American flag and the guy behind bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. with his uh, knuckles say, "Stay woke." Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to find that other one. Let's see, the one with the 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 Donkey Kong. Trump. That's what that's saying. Okay, yeah. so you got you got the yeah. black you got the black dude who is Kareem. You see Kareem dodging the cops, dodging the KKK. Dodging the judge, you know, doing bullshit, and at the top of it, everything is Trump. You know, like I said, this twenty sixteen. So Trump was just running; he wasn't even president yet. Yeah, but you he know. represent. He, but 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 Theodore Mann represents that privileged, right? Wealthy, corporate, yeah, yeah c- corporate wealth. You know, privilege. You know, right. So, Trying to maintain the status quo, right? Yeah. So a lot of, or even just how the corporation is just trying to, you know, use blacks, you know, not only were they trying to, you know, put them on the same team as them, but also trying to, you know, trying to find a way. It's the same thing they were saying to get out. Well, I don't know if the same thing saying to get out, but take the powers that they have and, you know, co-op for themselves. You know, you can call it a yeah. corporation if you want to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of stuff that was going on with this book, man, I, I really wish. This is why we need to get people to read comics, Eli. You can't <laughs> Hollywood, even if Hollywood does touch this or Netflix, it's going to be watered down. It won't be the same oh, yeah. way it will be before because they're going to try to market to a margin graphic. Some Hollywood is going to say, oh, well, you can't do that. You know, yeah, this they just yeah. do it the way they want to do it. And they don't care whether you stop them or not because it was crowdfunded. This is what the crowd wants. They wrote this book 
how the crowdfunded wanted them to write it. So I don't know. It's it's yeah. I it's, it's awesome book. I'm, I'm glad this book exists. This is why we review comics because Eli, we are uh, comic book reviewers that will review comic books that other comic reviewers won't review. Yeah, I've never seen any comic reviewer talk about this book, and you never will. <laughs> so that's kind of the reason why we do what we do, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can can we read this comment? Okay, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you read it. What we got? Okay, Bat City stuff. He's saying I was thinking about who they should cast in the Batman sequel. It would be good casting if Jeff Goldblum, played by man played Man Bat, and Sterling K Brown played Harvey Dent. I don't. Oh, I don't got, hate that idea. I don't hate that. And, idea. and he's got another, got another comment. Okay, I'm gonna let you read that one too. Okay, what we got here? Commissioner Gordon is black in the Batman. In my opinion, it makes more inspiring as a character because in the comics he comes from the bad part of town and grows up to be the police chief. I, I don't mind. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I feel like uh, Commissioner Gordon's role, race isn't that important. Like, I, like I made this whole post about how Batman has to be white, but Commissioner, on the other hand, white, black, eh, whatever. Hell, the, yeah. the commissioner before him was black. Uh, Globe wasn't black in the comics, but he's black in in the Nolan universe. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's, it's whatever. I mean, it, 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 and I don't say he has to be this, it has to be that. Like, because he is going to be black in, in the in the Robert Pattinson movie. I'm like, okay, go, whatever. They got an awesome actor. It's not like they just got Flavor Flay to play him, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Flavor Flay is Gordon. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it, you know, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, is there anything else we got to talk about this? Or? uh no i mean i think we we got it we got it yeah i feel like we missed something but eh, we'll we come out like that look like i said the comic industry is so much on a bubble right now we don't know what we're going to do even tomorrow we're just going to just play this by ear just go day by day and see what's going to go right now isn't hopefully that, isn't, yeah isn't that joker book coming out next week or is it the week after or something or? Well, joker now we don't now we don't know because everybody's like fuck dc <laughs> So we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, you know. <laughs> Maybe, you know. No, uh, this is no, but I, I dug this. I because I was talking about let's do Batman forty four, that one Superman comic, and you know yeah. that's 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 just you know that that's Snyder Scott Snyder making a statement, and this was this was you know writers a black perspective, which I right. appreciate, that, that, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what we need to do. Not, not saying that Snyder can't write a good story. He can. Yeah. Uh, it was a I great think, story, but yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, this was more refreshing to, you know, to get to get that point of view. Okay. Oh, we got another one. We got another one. Oh, appreciate Bill your Hader comments, guy. Appreciate your comments. What, what we see right there? Hater, Bill Hader as the Joker? I, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can, can do it. Hater can, can act his ass off. He's a funny dude, but he can act his ass off. Yeah. So I can definitely see him playing the Joker, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, rest in peace to Comic Cast. Oh, you know? yeah. What the yeah. hell, man? Yeah. I, I hit up Boogie. Uh, I would say, you know, end of an era. Boogie basically said, uh, I'm passing the torch. You guys run with it, you know. So, All right. Yeah. He, yeah. They were like, they were almost like the 200 episodes. Like, what the hell? Yeah. They was at the 198. They were advertising Damn. for one ninety nine, and the very next day, he's like, "We're done." What the hell, <laughs> like, man? Well, hey, life comes at you out, fast. Hey, shout out to Boogie. Shout out to Comic Cast. Shout out to Boogie, Adam Wade Adams, uh, Comic Explain, uh, aka David. You know. Oh yeah, Gomer. 
Gomer, yeah. all those guys. Uh, Lawson. Yeah. I, never, I don't remember Lawson, but okay. Shout out to those guys. Shit, who's left? Oh, shout out to Geek's ass. Y'all ain't going to wear you. Um, yeah, we just did. We, well, we did a spur of the moment one the other night. So cool. Uh, okay, so y'all still kicking. Okay, because yeah. I need something to listen to now. I'm just like, well, fuck. What the fuck? I'm gonna listen to now. <laughs> Eli, like, you need more podcasts so I can have something to fill in for comic cast. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Get Valiant. Get Valiant has finally, finally, bloodshot. <laughs> finally, after fucking five months, like. That's all you do is review Valiant shit. You got a movie coming out. Review this shit. <laughs> they finally did it. I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm definitely going to. Now Valiant is going to fill in the void of Common Cast. So <laughs> uh, what else we got? Hoodoo TV, uh, Wrestling Council. This, Bookie is still doing Wrestling Council. That is yeah. still a thing. So he, he's gone but not forgotten, I guess. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I think that's it. I think that's all the podcast we got. It may be more, but, you know, whatever. Um. If you like this podcast, definitely put it out there, share it, let it go from there. Next week, we're going to come back with something different. We don't know what the hell we're going to do. We will uh, talk about it and kind of go from there, you know, brainstorm uh, and just see what happens. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. brother you will not be able to plug in turn on and cop out you will not be able to lose yourself on skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised the revolution will not be televised the revolution will not be brought to you by xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions the revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. 
The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.